Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glammere. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Samir, and you are joining me for Glammere. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glammere. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tavis Samir. And today I have someone who you wouldn't expect me to want to talk to her or be with her or be around her, but let me tell you why. Her name is Brie Olson. She is a former sex worker, former goddess of Charlie Sheen, currently the number one female periscoper, and I think she is one of the most lovely people I've ever met because I think that when I see her, when I listen to her, she's intense, she's focused, and she's here to do something good with everything that's happened to her and kind of give back, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Welcome, Brie. Wow, thank you. That That's a beautiful introduction. It's how I feel, and that's why I approached you. I go off of people's energies. Yeah. And what I felt when I saw you was this is a, somebody who's been through a lot, and you've gone through a lot, and you've done a lot, and you're unapologetic about it. And Absolutely. And I think, I think you have a lot to teach girls. I really do. And that's what I'd love for you. And you can talk about whatever you want, but thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. you were at the Periscope Summit. I was, and yeah. And you gave a speech. And your speech, let's talk with that. What was your speech on? Oh, gosh. Well, so I, I did a few panels. And one thing that I tried to bring up is that what Periscope has done for me is that up, up until, so I, I've, I've had social media for about 10 years, and up until Periscope about four or five months ago, I was 85% male, uh, male fan base. And when I had first left the uh, porn industry, I had so much hate from people and mm-hmm. it's you get amazing judged. yes yeah. it, it, but it, it was weird because before I left it was like almost like well you're doing what we like you to do and you're in your place almost mm-hmm. you know so we love you mm-hmm. but the moment I quit or that I ever wanted to have an opinion about something it was pure anger and uh, it was really bizarre for me and so then once I started Periscope and I literally didn't share any of those followers from Twitter or anything I wanted to get my own audience on Periscope and it was all these women that started joining on and they were like, the first question everyone, of course, asks is, what do you do for a living? And I say, well, I'm uh, I'm an ex-porn star. And that's, I expected all the women to leave the room and then all the men to enter. And instead, all the women stayed and they said, okay, well, what kind of lashes are you using today? How amazing is that? And I'm like, <sighs> wow, thank you. I'm like, you guys are so nice. This is a crazy place. So, And then it just grew from there. And they're like, you know, we love you for who you are now. And I'm like, this is amazing. And let me tell you, what you just said is so powerful. Love you for who you are now. You need to meet people where they are at in their life. And yes. you are at a very different place now than you were even you know, a few years ago. What made you decide to leave the porn industry? Let's talk about that. I, I left the industry, and I, I said this on, um, on a post that had actually got picked up by a few news sources, but I said, 
when you do porn, I said, I didn't find Jesus. I didn't do this or that. I just said, when you do porn, you become part of a segregated part of society that does not have a human rights activist group to back you up. So Mm. what a lot of young girls don't realize, like me, when I got into porn when I was 18 years old, we are teenage girls getting into the industry. And we don't think about, okay, well, what are we going to do when we're 25, 26, or 30? That seems so far away. Yeah, we don't think about we're not going to be able to go work for it because there's morality clauses. We don't know what, if you ask an 18-year-old girl going into porn, what's a morality clause? She doesn't even know what that word means. Right. Uh, and it's like, you don't think like, I can't go back and be a nurse. I can never work with children after this. Or like, how is it going to be when you have your own kids and you try to send them to a school? Um, I've even had dating websites and I found out from some insiders that they had deactivated my account because they didn't want my kind on there. And that's oh, Lord. Re- that's mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. And I've been out of the industry for that amount of time. Yeah. Um, but oh, so back to why I actually left is just I wanted, like I said, I felt so discriminated against and me being so naive. I thought by leaving that would make people respect me more. Uh, no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't opposite. change anything. Well, who did you feel was discriminating against you? The people in the industry or oh, everybody no, else? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Just every, okay. just it, just your everyday. I mean, I could go anywhere, do mm-hmm. anything, you know, whether it's my next door neighbor or whether it's an interview I'm trying to get. Like a panty company this year, um, they post very risque photos on their Instagram of girls topless mm-hmm. even. But, you know, they cover and they right. do it in a, in a, in a way, in a, in a, I don't know if you call it's it classy. but skin. Yeah, just, just enough. And so I'm like, well, they're obviously very open. And I had met them on a set. And I said, I would love to model for you guys, you know, because I'm obviously open. And I don't mind posting photos like that for this underwear company. And they turned me down. They said, we're sorry. We feel like we would lose our female customers because of what you used mm-hmm. to do for, for a living. And I'm like, this is an underwear company, a small one at that, a small yeah. underwear company that's posting. I'm like, you realize you're posting topless women on your Instagram, but okay. Um, right. So it's just an- anywhere I would go, I would get you this would discrimination. You get it everywhere, no matter where you went. You had discrimination and prejudgments. And people you. don't realize the amount of money I left. I was making between thirty and $60,000 a month doing porn. And I left to make literally nothing mm-hmm. just to be able to gain people's respect to move on with my life and do other things with my life. And uh, and it's, it's been crazy. And I mean, luckily, like now, I'm so grateful because now it finally is turning around for me and I'm starting to see a difference. Yeah. Isn't that so ironic that you left this industry where you were treated well? I mean, we yes. can get into that. Yes. And um, you go out to the, to the real world, I guess, and you have this stigma. And I have to tell you, the one of the things that I don't like with women, you know, I'm a smart girl, I'm an educated person, but I don't look at any of that when I look at somebody else. I look at who they are, what their heart and soul is, because I meet a lot of highly educated, wealthy people who are jerks. Yes. Um, and I can meet somebody else who is a teacher, who is a police officer, who is an ex-sex worker, mm-hmm. who have great hearts. And I, w- I would encourage everyone to not be so judgmental. Why is it that a murderer gets treated the same way? as somebody in your position? That, that's an amazing question. It's like uh, people, and I've also lost a lot of friends, especially being in LA where, you know, it, it, it's, it's all about what you have, who you know, and there's so many people that do not want to be associated with me because it's like guilty by association. Right. And I'm like, what do you think I did? And exactly what you said, it's like I murdered someone. Yeah. And uh, the, one of the reasons I actually have to say that I admire 
you is because you're using your voice. You're actually relatively shy and introverted in one on one. I mean, yes, I, I just can sense that. Like, yes, I am. Um, I, am. I, I walked right up to you the other day and I'm like, Brie, my name is Tabitha Samir. I was, and you just kind of, you know, I'm like, she's actually very delicate and, I am. and you are and I think that that's so sweet you're so perceptive I really did I said okay I don't want to scare her but I just <laughs> came right up to you and I was like Braid this is Tab Samir and you kind of were just so sweet you were like a little butterfly and I thought oh you know what she's just a very delicate very sensitive and I just got that from talking to you and so mm-hmm. I'm like okay so I didn't want to like freak you out if I did I'm sorry <laughs> no I was like I, well, I was like why is such a pretty woman coming up and talking <laughs> to me is, was my first thought. And then you said something that I really like made me proud. Um, I said, I really want somebody like you to come in here and talk about what you've done because you are trying to help people and you are trying to give back. And from that, I would encourage anybody to, we're not God. It's not my day job to be God. I'm not here to judge. Right. I'm here to see what, how you treat me and your actions. You said to me, I, I appreciate women like you who give me that chance. Yes. So I want to give you that chance. I want you to talk about what it is that you, because you wrote a letter, an open mm-hmm. letter to girls trying to get into porn, mm-hmm. um, discouraging for it. It was really disturbing to me because mm-hmm. I have so many young girls say, I, the day I turn 18, I'm going into porn. You have encouraged me, you inspired me. And I'm like, whoa, 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 don't ever say that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that terrifies me. And that's wow. why I felt so compelled to write that letter. Because wow. I had literally just got a DM from a girl, she was 17. And these porn companies, they make money, more money, they'll pay these girls a large sum for their 18th birthday porn. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh God, I'm like, let me let me educate you a little bit about what's going on. And not only that, so being in the industry, like I said, I got treated fine, but when it comes to the the money of it and, and, and dealing and dealing with the financial side, that's where I do feel that they really take advantage of young women because yeah. you ask a young girl again, you ask her uh, what about a union? Mm-hmm. And I've had girls say to me, what, well, what's a union? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what, what about making royalties? They don't know what royalties are. And so, you know, when you're 18 and most of us, I, I mean, I'm just going to be honest because, it, you know, as some girls try to say, no, my background was fine. It's like, come on, you didn't do important because you had a, the most amazing parents and background of your life. Right. So, you know, we get a check and we see that check for the first time. It's probably the most money we've ever seen in our lives. And we don't ask any questions. We're not like, oh, we need a contract, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, rappers are the same. A lot of the rappers and it's like, but they still have a union. They get to make money every time their their song is played on the radio. But then us girls, once we leave the industry, and I feel like we we suffer even more because our stuff's on the Internet forever. It's going to affect us the rest of our lives. And a lot of women feel trapped in the industry. They're like, I can't leave because what else would I ever do now? And um, there's there's no money to be made after. There's no royalties. There's no anything. And I, I wish so much that there was at least a union in place. If it were up to me, girls. yeah, I would make it 25 and up. That way you're, you're, you, you lose your stupid teenage whatever, yeah. right? At 25 and up and unionize it. And then boom. Or even if you, if you want to be 18. But if there was a union in place, I would feel so much better. It's because women are so, like, the girls that go into that are yeah. looked upon as 
gross, disgusting, less than yeah. human beings. So why should we take care of them? It's sad. It's, it isn't is so it? sad. Do you agree with what I just said? It seems yeah, but it's like, like I said, and I, 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 I don't want to put put down rappers in any way, but I just feel like they they come from this a lot of the same type of backgrounds that girls from the industry do. Okay. Maybe not a, a complete family support system that they grew up in. Maybe some broken homes. Um, not not coming from a really high income family. But I don't think that's that putting them down. That's what they like. A lot of the early rappers saying about their circumstances. They, well, I yeah. guess yeah, you're right. If they actually rap about it, so I'm just repeating what I've yeah. heard over and over yeah. again because that's the music I listen to. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, but it's like they still come into an industry where they're highly protected mm-hmm. by by all of these Everything. all of these things. And the so, girls aren't. And the know? girls are not at all. So I think that that's a wonderful thing you're doing because you're coming from. I mean, you really were like you know at the top of your game while you were doing all of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You really were a superstar. I mean, is that something funny to hear? But And then for you to take yourself out of it because you wanted to gain respect and gain your life back and then turn around to help girls to let them know if there's one thing you could tell them, what would it be if, if this girl who's 17 DM'd you? What, what did you tell her? I mean, basically just that open letter. I said, you have to think about how you will be treated for the rest of your life. Sure, this is good money right now, but let's be honest. No girl, you're going to spend it on your first Louis Vuitton because you never got to have that. You, all your family is going to be like, oh, I want to help my sister out. I want to help my dad out, you know, because you start doing that. And then five years later, you all your money's gone. Maybe you built a house or you got a nice car. You did a few a few decent things with your money, right? But for the most part, you don't have anything left. And then now what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you're looking your husband in the face and you're walking down the aisle? What what, what What's your thoughts in that moment? What's your thoughts when you have to deal with his parents or what your husband will have to deal with at work, you know, with, with the looks and the stares and people talking about him? And I'm not saying people shouldn't be this way. They shouldn't. They are, though. But they, but they are. And so I'm not saying you we have to take it into consideration because that's the way society is, sadly. Sex is looked. Sex workers are looked down upon so much. So life is hard enough as it is. Just go wait tables. Don't make your life harder than what it has to be. You want to get through college? Fine. There's so many girls that go and wait tables. They get through college just fine. Mm-hmm. Continue. Go and get your degree. Porn is not worth it. It's yeah. just not. It's not. I'm not against porn. I love porn. It's great. Uh, but society will treat you like crap yeah. forever. Forever. So don't do it. Is there one biggest like moment that you kind of felt was the lowest in terms of how somebody treated you uh, so fr- from me yeah, having from been that, in the yes, industry from that, um, yes, gosh oh that's such a great question I've never been asked that before. And as soon as I leave here, I'm going to think of it. I can't think of it well, off you know the top what? of my we head. Can, we can come back to that question. Okay, okay. Do you feel, because it's always sometimes you, when you ask a deep question, it's so overwhelming, it's flooded, it's flooded. So if you ever, while we're talking, feel like you want to bring it up, just interrupt. It's okay. fine. What about, like, do you feel like Periscope's given you a voice? Because it, you kind of went from everything that you were doing to all of a sudden being the number one. Aren't you, like, number one right now for females on yeah, Periscope? Yeah, no, number one for females. And I have two guys ahead of me, but they, they buy their hearts. So I'm basically number one. I, 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 don't, I don't have any problem saying that either. I have no qualms. No, I have nothing the one thing about you is you are not a shy person I, uh, when it comes to your opinion. So no. I'm not asking you to be shy now. <laughs> no, so I, I'm the number one person, uh, a scoper on Periscope. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... It's crazy to me, and like I said, I come on here, no hair, no makeup, and most of the time, like at least 90% of the time, and people know my past, and I'm just 
all I can attribute it to is that I'm so real. You are. And it's crazy. I've watched you, and you were just, you know, you'll put your makeup on on a periscope, you're, yeah. and you're very focused. You read all the comments. You engage with people. You yes. really are. They're very important to me because they love they, you. They, yeah, they make me, they give me something that I never had before. Women mm -hmm. approaching me, mm -hmm. wanting to be my friend. And I have not had that since I started in the adult industry when I was 18 years old. And that's why I did it. I mean, sorry, that's why I did it. Because I got to see a side of you that was so just honest and pure. And you just have a, you can't lie when you're on Periscope. I mean, you can pretend all you want, but it catches up to you. Yeah. You just have this really easy approachability. And I think women can relate to it. Why do you think women relate like relate to you now on Periscope? Why do you think? I think, uh, well, I've had a lot of women say to me, I, you inspired me to leave my house for the first time without having my hair and makeup done to run errands. There are so many women, and I didn't realize this, but they will not leave the house without their hair and makeup done. I used to be that way a long yeah. time ago, but I, I don't know. So at some point, and me, I'm all over the internet. Look at the stuff of the images <laughs> of me. So I figured if that's of me on the internet, I can do anything. You know you what? Know? You're right. That's <laughs> yeah. so genius. That is so true. Yeah. So I. I'm like, well, you know, I mean. and I'm not gonna lie. I've watched you, and I was like, <laughs> girlfriend is out. She's she's out there with her hair. Maybe she just rolled out of bed. She's yeah. got like sleepy eyes. She doesn't yeah. care. She's like, whatever. Here I am. But you're right. People know what you look like. Yeah. You don't look like that. You weren't born that way. Maybe Beyonce wakes up like that, but the rest of us. Oh yeah, well, we 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 we've seen those one photos that weren't edited. Even yeah. Beyonce, we love her though. We still love her. She's yeah. amazing. She's the queen. Um, but yeah, so I just, I guess I, I have to attribute it all to that. And I mean, to to be able to inspire women to, to leave and do that. And they call this bun, they call this the Brie bun. They named it because I just throw this up all the time. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. What is your follower count on Periscope? Uh, uh, Do you even know? A around 450,000. And you've got like millions of like hearts. Hearts are what people do when they tap the screen. Mm -hmm. Over, to over 100 million hearts. That's insane. Yeah. So when I first got on Periscope, there were two people that kind of popped out from the beginning. I mean, for women. It was you and the other one, the girls, the suicide girls or something yes. like that. And I thought to myself, wow, this is so powerful that one woman, you, can have more influence than a group of girls all over doing the same thing. Let me tell you, when I was climbing up, because I, I wasn't, I, at first I just did it to be fun. I had no idea what Periscope was, but then it became very, I'm a very competitive person. Mm -hmm. And so I started noticing that I was climbing on the most love list and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Let me yeah, keep climbing and getting over these people. And they were the hardest ones to beat because there are a whole channel a whole of, of super women. hot young girls mm -hmm. that are all tattooed. And I'm like, oh, I have to beat them. And so when I finally beat them, I did a victory dance. I'm like, yes, because that was like impossible to do. So go Suicide Girls. And those are, by the way, one people that do not buy their hearts. So they're completely real. They're one of the only people on the most loveless that do not buy their hearts and that are not Who fake. do you like to watch 
I, I like to watch my my uh, people that have been on my page and frequent me. I call them my Briops. Um, so I, I like to just follow back and go and watch whatever they're doing. So they do a lot of cool stuff like sunsets in Hawaii. And, you know, they're always doing their cool little but things. This is what I'm talking lives. about that is so cool. It's social media. It's not selfish media. You're not sitting there. Look at me. Look how awesome I am. I don't need to try anymore because I'm number one. You actually kind of give back. This is the thing that I was talking about from earlier, the like, essence I got from your spirit, is like you're looking at these people who've supported you, and you turn around and support them back. Yeah. And that must mean a lot to them. I I have had, it's it's really weird to me, I have had girls freak out that I come into their scopes, they're like, oh my god, I can't, and then they start fixing their hair right away, <laughs> and I'm like, that is so sweet. Um, but it's like, you guys, I'm just, you see me, why are you fixing your hair? You don't have to fix it for me, that's crazy. You see me all day long, but it's really, it's really funny to see that. And yeah, it's like, you know, I, I don't know. That's just the way I'm programmed. Of, of course, I, they're like I consider them such good friends of mine. I asked yeah. them about my dating advice. About that's another thing you dated on Periscope. Yes, let's oh. talk about that. You actually live streamed your dates. I saw one where you were like ready to like get the heck out of there. Like you were like I got to get the hell out of here. Yes, yes, and you know I, I draw the line when it comes to like like this guy I'm seeing here in New York. Um, I'll tell a lot about my feelings or how I view him, but I won't. In any personal information about like him or his side, right? So I'm like, oh, he's so handsome, and that's this and so that. good of you. I'm that's like, so respectful because it gives it a shot, it gives it a chance. You're not trying to throw him under the bus before right. anyone has even met him, right? I mean, you know, I'm this is real life, so I do want to be able to like continue a relationship. Yeah. I don't want people to be like, geez, I'm scared because, but people are also. I think I do scare certain people, and it's okay for it to scare these ones, the ones that are scared because they're like, geez, if something ever happens, I don't want her to throw me under the bus, and it's. It's like, well, if you have a feeling that that would ever happen, then yeah, don't talk to me in the first place if you think that you're that kind of person. Right. And and I, I kind of want to talk about that real quickly, but I do want to mention that you mentioned to me that you met somebody here in Central Park, too. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So magical. So that's the guy I'm ta- I was just talking about. I just was walking down the first day I got here. I walked over. I have a Fitbit. I walked over uh, 30,000 steps, and I walked all the way to the top of Central Park, and it, it was just so fun. And I met this guy, and I asked him for directions because, of course, I'm so Indian. I was, like, completely lost in Central Park. And uh, we just hit it off, and we went on our first date. It was beautiful. And now we have another date tonight. I'm so excited. And I've been sharing it. blushing. It's It's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Olsen's blushing. I'm so so smitten. I love that. I love that little look. I mean, I wish you guys could have a camera on her right now because when I talk about her being, like, a delicate little bird, (laughs) that's exactly what she looks like right now. She looks like a little girl who just met Prince Charming is going on day two. <laughs> Not that he's Prince Charming. Right, right, right. Did you right, hear right. that giggle? <laughs> that's so cute. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's what I kind of drew me to you because there's this essence of you that's just so sweet. And um, I hope that no matter what, you never let anyone get to you and get you down because you've got a lot to offer. Okay. What are your next steps? What do you? What are your goals next? Because you have this so strong, this yeah. gift that you have, this voice now that you can do whatever you want. Yes. What do you want to do with it? So I am, uh, I've been trying to write a book for the last four years. And by trying, I started it. So I started it four times. Mm-hmm. And then the very last time I started it, because I'm like, it's it's a very difficult because it's my past. And um, I, I, I think that a lot of people 
it, nobody knows about my past, mm-hmm. not, not publicly. Like I have a few friends and that's it. And my, my past is so horrendous and unbelievable. And it feels like it's not even my life, like mm-hmm. looking back, because mm-hmm. I've come, come so far. And so I'm taking off and I Periscope actually didn't even know this much of what I'm telling you right now. I'm going back in November and December to finally to Indiana uh-huh. and taking time off of LA to finally sit down and do this. And the last time that I had tried to write it, I had a ghost writer because I was like, I, I just it's need to lot. get this done. I, I'm like, yeah. And so, but it didn't come across the same. I, you know, I told him everything and he wrote it back and he wrote it back so eloquently. And of course, you know, he's a, a he has a, lo- a more extensive vocabulary than I, but reg- I'm like, Okay, nicer vocabulary, but this is not the way I would say this. This is not conveying my feelings properly. And I I just know I can write it better. I just need to actually sit down and be able to do it. So it's a lot of emotion, a lot of time, and I'm just going to do that. And I really feel like this book is going to change the the path that I'm heading down right now is is just going to really skyrocket me even further down that path. And it's really going to open people's eyes of like, because people, I think they assume when you grow these girls that get into porn, like, oh, she's just a slut, yeah. and you know, like she's she wanted some trash, extra easy she's money. Let's give up on her. And it's like, but for someone to really see from such a young age of what a girl like me went through and the type of psychological things, and by no means I've never placed myself as a victim. Like when people ask me how'd you get into porn, I'm like, I was a horny teenager and I googled it, and that's the truth. You know, I googled porn applications. That's that was me. Um, but to see how from a psychological standpoint as a child, how it built up into what it did Mm -hmm. to get a a woman to that place. I think that'll be a really interesting message to convey. All right, so I am so happy to hear that because you are taking what you went through as a child and you're diagnosing it, kind of. Like, look at what I've been through to get me here, and now you understand it better and you're gonna write about it, and hopefully you're gonna help a lot of people. I would love to see you on book tours talking about this. I'd love to see you just, you know, you have this Periscope stream where you have have a mini TV show, you have like more people following you than many shows are being watched. Mm -hmm. So you have this powerful platform, and I'm so happy to see you doing things, because I think it's not about what you've been through it's about what's next for you and that I'm so happy to hear that and you know you've got a friend here in New York if you need anything I don't need anything but to help spread good things and I think that's really lovely and I think that's fantastic so I'm happy to hear that and I'm looking forward to it and you know no matter what you're a strong girl but just don't let anybody get you down even yourself because it's never your friends or people on online that get you down it's going to be you getting yourself down and fight that no matter what. If you're going through hell, keep going, you know? I feel like you already know that. Absolutely, and it's been, you know, it's been so tough, and and my, I feel like I get this from my grandmother. She was a concentration camp survivor from the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. and she told me her stories with so much just, uh, what's the word, like, so nonchalantly. She would tell me the most devastating about deaths and you know that she watched her nine brothers go into the gas chamber and she got sent to the work camp instead and just all of these vicious vicious stories and I feel like I got so much of that from her because Mm -hmm. when I tell my friends stories of my past growing up my girlfriends will be sitting there with just tears streaming down their faces and I'm like what this was my life you know I don't care and you know I just sit there and now I let now that I can look back I'm like wow I'm telling these stories like my grandma she went through something very hard and she was still strong about it and me doing the same and so so many people are like write the book I'm like okay and you know there's a lot of girls out there who may be in the same spot as you are who aren't as strong you know and 
for you to be that person that may help them get out of it. That's a blessing, you know? Like, everyone talks about, you know, what what you've done or what anyone in your industry, porn industry, has done, and they automatically judge you. You're going to hell, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming. But how do they... Look what you're doing. Look what you're trying to do. How do they really know your story? Uh, and then that's another thing about Periscope is that a lot of people and had preconceived notions about me before Periscope of, like, oh, you know, she's probably partying all the time and doing drugs and doing this and that. And it's like, I sit at home all the time with my cats. And not only, I live in a hot spot in Hollywood, you know, and I yeah. still will just sit at home and, you know, be be a little nerd and homebody and everything. And uh, I've also had men that, of course, were, was a fan of my work before. And they said, you know, I was a fan of you uh, for a long time, but now I'm a new type of fan mm-hmm. and I have a newfound respect for you. And I love you even more and I'm even more of a fan than I've ever been in my life Isn't and that insane? I am like wow it must throw you off that. a little bit because you're probably so used pre periscope mm-hmm. to people hating on you and it maybe built a shell because of that I don't know I'm assuming I would. oh yeah <laughs> I mean I wouldn't even post a, a photo of me on Instagram without going through three filters editing it because you know there's the phone editing mm-hmm. photo apps now and I mean I had to make sure I always look like a little Barbie because I need I needed to look a certain Brielson way mm-hmm. for all of these men mm-hmm. and if I didn't post it a certain way and they didn't like it if I only got a thousand likes because I posted a, a cat picture I'd be like oh let me take it down I don't want to share my life because obviously they're not interested in that they only want to see me in a bikini looking perfect and that must have felt so isolating for you absolutely there's so much more to you than that and then it isolated me even further from other people because they would go to my instagram and see well she only posts bikini pics she must be the most self-centered girl ever right and it's like that's so it was like a very so you're vicious damned cycle if you do, damned if you yeah. don't and you kind of like you're completely liberated now with the live streaming oh it's been amazing yeah. it's so freeing i'm like yes you can just yes. say whatever you want, look however you want. You are the number one person. People adore you. I mean, I was at that summit the other day, and I know that I ran up to you. I'm like, Bree! But you had so many people coming to you just with such words of adoration. And you handled so cool. it so sweet. I never saw you once give anybody a look of feeling like they were bothering you. Oh, not at all. You were not very sweet to every single person, and there were a lot of people trying to come talk to I, you. I'm so grateful. Yeah, I, I am very grateful for you. And as I'm hearing your story, I feel like, you know, I don't know if you're a religious person. I'm I'm very spiritual. I believe in, you know, I believe in a divine. I feel like that you were given this voice because you were that person that went through so much hardship to finally give back in a way that is going to be powerful. And I really feel that. I, I feel like it will too. And you know, I kept saying to people, I said that because they're like, you need to really speak out and be, do this and do that. And I said, I do not want to become the spokesperson and like deal with all this porn stuff and all that. I just, I want to move on and move, move on forward. with my life. You're, you're right. I there, I have no other choice. I, I have to, I have to continue. And, um, and like he's, this book is just, it's going to really, it's going to lead to a lot of things. And I have a feeling I'm going to be at a lot of women's conferences and a lot of sex workers conferences after this. And you know what? You're it makes me feel so freaking good. I'm so proud to have met you. I am. Thank I mean, you. I, I, I have to tell you, like, I did kind of say to someone while you were there, I'm like, I'm going to go talk to her. I want to talk to her. I want to get on my podcast, blah, 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 blah. I had all these because I saw something different. Yeah. And this person said, well, why? You're a doctor. I said, so what? Oh, That's what gosh. I do. That's what I do. Who I am yeah. is not is not better or worse than anybody else here. She has an amazing, powerful story, and she's doing good things with it, probably more than I'm doing, you know? So why wouldn't You're I talk great. to her? 
So I just, I went right up to you and I actually was so, guys, she's such a nice person, like on the inside out. And I am incredibly proud of all the stuff you've had to come through. I don't even know, but I can <laughs> sense it. You're such a such an example of strength and resilience, forgiveness. You've forgiven yourself a lot. I can see that. And I'm yeah, so sure. excited for what you're going to be doing. Thank you. If there's anything you need from me on my end, if you want to come back when the book's out, I'd be happy to talk to you. But is there any kind of final words, anything that you want to say that is just in your heart right now? Gosh, you know, I'm uh, just something that I think really inspired me, and I don't think I would have been as confident to get on Periscope, is right before I, I got on, um, a few weeks prior, I had tweeted Amy Schumer about something about her show about men hating her because mm -hmm. she's a very outspoken woman. And I said, you have to get over this, you know, with the stop beating the dead horse because there's so many fans that adore you, and so stop addressing the negative guys. Mm -hmm. and and I said, well, you and I, we have the same type of look and body type. I said, but when I was a sex worker, men adored me. Now they don't, now they like to hate on me. And I said, so stop being dead horse. And she re replied wow. and she was, and then, and she followed me back wow. on Twitter and she said, the horse is obviously not dead because look, we're talking about it right now. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh Amy Schumer. And, and then of course I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, but I don't have a voice because I'm an ex-sex worker. Nobody will listen to me because she said, why don't you help me? And you be help help me be a voice. And I said, I can, I'm ex-sex worker. And she said, yes, you can. I believe in you and you are something. And I saved oh. it and it touched me so much. And I'm like coming from such a strong, female figure like she's doing so much for women right now yeah, she is it's amazing and so clever with the way that she's going she's so about clever. it. So clever. And so I just, that that really stayed with me. And I mean, after that, I held my head a little bit higher after hearing that from like Amy Schumer herself. And then I took that and I feel like part of that went with me on the Periscope. And so guess what? Like, You're going to be doing that for other girls too. Oh, you probably have done that for other women, other girls. You understand like what she made you feel like, you've mm -hmm. made someone else feel like. And let's keep that going. It's the worst thing in the world to get trolled by a guy a troll is a, a troll is a term on periscope where we talk about people who are just gross you know mm -hmm. um and it's worse it's awful to get trolled by a guy but it's the worst thing even worse in my opinion to get that done by another woman yes i think so so why don't we oh. all stop doing that and start doing what amy schumer did for you and what you're doing for other women it's, it's it's so powerful, absolutely. That that's amazing. That it, if when you put it in that perspective, mm -hmm. that how Amy Schumer felt that I can make other people feel that way. Wow. Yeah, and you have, and I I, I guarantee there's oh. somebody out there who has said the same thing about you to their friend. And so I don't want to make amazing. you cry, but you're just such a lovely girl. And I'm really happy that I didn't scare you. <laughs> and I'm really happy that you are just as lovely. And um, like I said, you, you've got a friend here and I'm here to support you as a woman to woman. You've got a great heart and I want to see you succeed. And I want to see you be that example for other girls that you, you know you are. Thank you. Thank you. I awesome. loved having you here. <laughs> I loved having, I love being here. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.